the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. You know what? There has never been a night where that's been more true than than today. And I'm going to share with you all later a little bit about why. Because I was thinking when it comes to my AK's Excellent Adventure up in L.A., Los Angeles today, that it was a little bit like the Gladiator for me today. It was me against quite the crowd and I am, and I'm quite exhausted as a result, but I cannot wait to share that with you guys. Um, before I go any further, got to bring in my man who's with me here every night of the week. Now, usually as we've been having playoff games for the baseball, every, uh, every segment, I would ask him to give a, a, a score update. Oh, I'm happy to give an update. Oh, you, right oh, you now, are? Andrea. Are you really? I am, even though, yeah, go Padres to the World Series and face Houston. Left, I'll see how that goes out. Uh, right now, we're looking at Philadelphia 2, San Diego goose egg, the <laughs> middle of the seventh day. <laughs> Try not to sound so happy about it, my dear. Okay. Um, y'all know I'm always, I'm happy now for this segment. This has become my favorite segment of the week. Quack in the work. Gary Quackenbush's Quack's Wacky Stories is my new crack. Okay. Can I just say that? So <laughs> I just can't wait to have him come on every week and he joins me now. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? Uh, well, I'm exhausted. I oh. went up to L.A. and um, entered entered the arena um, and took on a bunch of feminazis on the Dr. Ooh. Phil show. And I'm going to tell everybody about that a little bit later. But oh yeah. my gosh, I'm excited. I, <laughs> that is so fun for dynamite in the dress. Bring it on. Way to go. Well, oh, yeah, it was, gosh. but it was, I'm telling you, it was exhausting. It was a little bit like the, gla- it was, I don't, did you ever see that movie with Russell Crowe? Yes. Gladiator? Oh, yeah. 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 It, it was a little bit like that. I was led to believe that there was going to be some people that agreed with me there. Uh, no, <laughs> there was nobody who agreed with me there. But little did they know dynamite in the dress can handle herself. I can, I can, whatever tomato they threw at me, I just like snatched it and tossed it right back in their face. Oh, so All right. So I need, I need Dang. some wacky stories. I need some giggles. What you got for me tonight, my friend? Well, this is really kind of a sad one. Do you realize, and okay, so Andy, do not. I don't know if you're a cat person or a dog person or a pet owner person. I'm a do dog person. I don't hate cats, but okay. dogs dogs are my jam. Okay, so this is sad, but in San Jose, you cannot own more than two cats or two dogs. <gasps> Really? What are what are sad? what are little old widows and and uh, <laughs> and women who I don't know. old maids supposed to do? How do you become a, a cat lady if you can't have more than two cats? I don't know. Well, when, but, <laughs> so think. Okay, so here's how we're gonna do this. Okay, 
I know I'm taking over your show, but you're tired, so you don't care. Yes. No, I don't. Okay. So we have that law. In San Jose, having more than two cats or two dogs is illegal. Okay. That means you know you could be put in – I guess you can be incarcerated for <laughs> for six months because you have more than two cats. I don't know. Okay. There's always what some – What are you in for? I have three cats. Yeah. I have three cats. <laughs> yeah. One of them's really fat. In fact, yeah. They, in fact, my my female cat just had you know six kittens, and so I was arrested. <laughs> you know, How do you do that as soon as it comes out? Oh, I yeah. It's a good point. What if you have a cat that right? has kittens? <gasps> yeah. I guess you just have to run them outside of the city limits. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> okay. okay. So yeah. so there's always some reason some weird law came around. Okay, there's but and then they just have to leave them on the books because to go and clean it up would just be dumb. Okay. So here's one. So now we're going to we're going to remember the cat and dog law okay. and figure out okay, there's got to be some reason. Don't know what it be. So in Los Angeles, Baldwin Park is an area in Los Angeles. And what what happened is there is a law that says that you cannot ride your bicycle in a swimming pool. <laughs> okay? <laughs> now, <clears throat> now, the thing is, we know that, I mean, that sounds stupid. It's like, okay, are you kidding me? You're going to ride your bicycle in your swimming pool. But remember what happened back in the 70s. BMX bikers were going like, dude, this swimming pool is, my neighbor's swimming pool is empty. I'm going to go uh, ride in. I'm going to skate in it. And I'm going to have it, you know, for for my activities, right? Okay. So kids, the thing to do in the 70s was if somebody's pool got drained, you would go over with your skateboard or your bicycle and you'd sneak into their pool and you would ride around in it and do your little spins and all that kind of thing. So then Baldwin Park, I guess, you know, super elite, they said, we're not putting up with this. We made it illegal now for you to do bicycling or skating in a pool in Baldwin Park. Okay, now we know that now people do it all the time. They actually have pools. They're called skate parks that look like pools that are doing exactly the same thing and they skate. So now it's like this law that, that is, it's just stupid law. So how do you get rid of it? You don't. You just leave it there. Like the law that says in California, you can only deposit two things on a road. A public road, you can only deposit water and feathers from a live bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? If you spit, you're out. You're arrested. Okay? That that doesn't count as water if you spit. That's not water. That's that's saliva. So what is somebody going to do? Do a DNA test to prove that it's saliva, not water? I, I'm I'm afraid to run on the streets because what if I sweat? That's not oh, water. Good point. My yeah. Gosh. Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. They could sweep the streets I'm sorry, sir, for we're DNA. Have to pull you over for running and sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You're sweating profusely and you're dripping. Look, I've oh seen some gosh. people I wanted to do a citizen's arrest on back in the day when I used to go to gyms. This is one of the reasons why I started working out at homes. First of all, because I projectile pers- perspire when I work out. <laughs> projectile. It's, like, it's, per- it's oh my gosh. <laughs> it's total projectile perspiration. It's not attractive. <laughs> and second of all, I don't want to see that on anybody else, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never heard that, I've never heard that either. It's like shooting out of my pores. So, see, well, that's good because it's, it's cleansing, <laughs> but it's definitely girl, not attractive. And and let's be honest, everything women do, you know, at uh, least you know, mm. I think so, is to attract you know men. And that reminds me of Dr. Phil, and we would talk about that later. Thank you for. For the laughs. Did you have some more oh, wacky news or is it time for us? To, I think it's time for us to move into the actual news it, you can it use. Because the next one, if I read it to you, you'd say, Gary, that's stupid. That can't be illegal, even though it is. So we're not going to go over it. Okay. You want to, we'll save that for next week. We, or maybe it, just for the end of the segment. Well, uh, it, it, 
it's it's it was one that I can't I can't believe I actually read it when no the, obviously that's not enforced because a lot of I mean, this stuff is just not enforced. Oh, well, you got to tell us now. So if you're in Eureka, you cannot sleep on the street. It's a thousand dollar fine and six months in prison if you sleep on the street in Eureka, California. Is well, that enforced now? Oh heck no. In fact, you can't even – I know what San Diego changed. They said San Diego County, you cannot remove or ask anybody to leave any public property. They can stay there as long as they want. That's why we have tents at Mission Bay in the park now, and that's why we have motorhomes parked in the – broken down motorhomes parked by the skate park because that's part of the – you know, it's a city – yeah, there's no property. way they enforce that. Oh, I hadn't been over there. No. I didn't even realize that was going on in Mission Bay Park. So, yeah. yeah I mean, well, sucks, well, but, but see, that that anyway. kind of, I don't know that that's a wacky law up there. You can't sleep in the street. I mean, to me, that kind of one that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just, it's kind of funny, like, well, you can't sleep in the but street. So, if I'm really tired and I pull over and I fall asleep, uh, so not, go, so hey, so you're going to get not arrested. even on the street necessarily. You can't even be in a car. Yeah, you just can't sleep. If you're on the streets, whether you're in a car or not, you can't sleep. But, Obviously not enforced. So somebody right. that goes back to this, you know, the bicycling thing in the pools, and it's like somebody got their, you know, their nose out of joint and went, you know what? There's some somebody sleeping on my sidewalk. I'm going to make a law, and so they go through this law, and I can imagine it costs, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or more to do the write it up and put it on the, you know, the ballot, and then people are voting, going yes, no, yes, 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 no, sure, no, you know, we don't know. All these things had to be, be passed. They all mm-hmm. had to be agreed to somewhere. Weird stuff, including anyway. the in the including the one that you can't own more than two cats, which clearly people do. So it's like, you know, I what's know. the it, you know, it's like at some point they should purge these laws because on a serious <laughs> tip, it's like to have laws that never get enforced anymore starts to dilute, right? The rule of law in a sense. It, I I agree. I totally agree with that. There are so many law. I mean, it's just there are laws like like you. There's so many different laws that you don't know you're breaking all these laws. And then, of course, you know, from a criminal perspective, they say ignorance of the law is no excuse. I I, I didn't know that. You're an officer. I, I, I mm-hmm. just poured out my coffee. I poured it here into the into the gutter. Well, you can't do that. That's mm-hmm. not water or feathers from a live bird. You're under arrest. But it's like, <laughs> you know, the, but what I don't like about it, and I think this is part of your point, is then, then they can pick and choose on what they're enforcing. Yes. Like today we're going to enforce that. You know, yeah. So we're going to go and pick up some tickets, and we're going to go and mm-hmm. give tickets to everybody that that reach over and pour their extra soda or dump mm-hmm. their ice into the bushes. Like, well, that's not mm-hmm. on the public street. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I don't like laws that are not enforced because it makes it so they can randomly enforce yeah. them, and then they could say, well, you did. There's six things that you did in violation of this code and that code. I'm go, I what? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I don't like it either. Well. Very so, good. So from uh, go. yeah, that, yeah, so we we had some laughs over the wacky laws, and then we got serious because we actually have a law and an order problem in the country. But let's get to some news true, you true. can use, Gary Quackenbush Absolutely. from GQ Law, because I'm glad that about tonight's topic, which is to basically do a little rewind back to the basics of estate planning. Yes. So yes, and because here's what happens is I'll talk to somebody and they'll say, you know. I'll talk to them about their property and they'll say, well, we've got, you know, we have a rental and we have a home and we have a timeshare and we have a retirement account and we have some money invested and we have some cash and we've got, you know, four small children. And so uh, I don't want 
I don't know what to do because I don't want my trustee, if my wife and I both die, I don't want the trustee to, this rental property is really important. I want them to maintain the rental property. And so I want to write all this stuff down. I want to maintain the rental property except under these conditions that it has to be this. So it's going to be, so these really advanced, like what they really, what they really want to do is stay alive Mm -hmm. and they want to kind of draft into their trust all the things they would do as if they were still alive. And so people get into this analysis paralysis and a lot of people that I've met, many, many people that I've met ha- do not have an estate plan because they don't, they, they want to make it too complicated Yeah, and and they need the basics. I mean, I, um, I've been talking to couples over the years where it's like, I go, do you have small, do you have minor children? Yeah. I've got, you know, 11, 16 and 14. I said, well, do you have a, a will or anything? No, wow. I, have power, I, you know, so the guardianship thing is going to be a big issue. If you and your wife both die, your kids are going to the Polinsky Children's Center. They're going to become wards of the state of California until they're 18. They're going to be in the foster care system until someone steps up and petitions the court to become their guardian. And most people go, you're kidding me. I said, no, that's the way it works. You know, people are so afraid of, we got to avoid probate, you know, do a living trust, avoid probate. Absolutely true. Absolutely critical. However, that's money. And I don't care about money as much as I care about children and children, you know, we're not saying, oh my gosh, I don't want my children to become wards of the state of California. They don't think about that. They go, I don't want to go through probate. Well, think about this parents. You don't want your children to become wards of the state. You need to designate who's going to be your guardian of your Mm -hmm. minor children. And I, and I understand it. There's two things that happen. One is if we have money, we overly complicate our estate plan. Don't do that. Just make a simple estate plan. Get a trust, get a will, power of attorneys and all that stuff. And then with parent, the parent thing, don't overly complicate the guardianship thing. I understand as a parent, when my wife and I had small children, my brain can't go there. Mm-hmm. I actually, somebody actually said, Gary, you need to think if you died and your wife died, who's going to raise your children? My brain can't do that. I just can't. I'm a parent. I have kids. I'm going to take care of them. And no matter what, I'm staying alive to raise these children. And so I can't get my head around this potential reality because it's not reality. And so parents with minor children have a really, really hard time, I think, kind of digging into that, that you guys have to decide. Now, probate law gets money where it's going to go. If you have small children, the probate, yes, probate's awful, but it will get the money to the kids. They'll get it when they're 18 and they're going to waste it, but at least it gets the money to the kids. What the what laws are horrible is what happens to children if their parents pass away. There is The laws are just awful. They yeah. take the kids into custody. They put them in Polinsky Children's Center. And not that that's a bad thing. It's a great service. But now they got to go through this whole petition process. And the investigator goes, Billy, I'm sorry that your mom and dad passed away, but we've got to face something who do you want to have as your mommy? Ugh. And what's he going to say? I want my mom. I want my dad. So it's like that question to be asked of a minor is, yeah. I'm sorry. It's parents, cruel. It's that cruel. is cruel. It's absolutely You have cruel. to make that decision. So then it's going to be more like the counselor or the person that's assigned as guardian is, Billy, I'm really sorry about your mommy and daddy. I really am. But Auntie Carol's here and I'm going to take care of you and I'll be really good to you. Is that Okay. What a different conversation. Mm-hmm. So, and and the thing is, when I explain this to people, it's hard to believe that it's actually true, but it is. It is true. The guardian designation is absolutely critical. If you have children under 18, guardian designation. It goes into a will, 
Um, you can get a free download on my website and do just a nomination of guardian. If you're desperate and you're going to go travel to Europe and you don't have a guardian designation, go on my website, gqlaw.com and get one for free. But do a will, do a trust, do your healthcare power of attorney. Let people make decisions for you that you've already pre-decided. So plan, 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 plan. Yeah, plan. and they can do just the basics first and then step into more complicated, right? Yes. And that's the way yes. to go. Instead of feeling exactly. so overwhelmed and feeling like you have to do everything all at once and, mm-hmm. you know, at least, and 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 we talked about Anne Heche. Um, you know, uh, that story's still in the news and, you know, she's left behind two sons, the family squabbling and fighting, Uh, It's just, it's, I get that it's not something people want to think about. It's painful. It's disturbing. um, But it's something, it's your responsibility to think about. If it's no different as a parent than, um, you know, you providing a roof over your your head for your kids, making sure they go to school, making sure they go to the dentist, right? Mm -hmm. This This is just one more thing in the course of being a parent that it is your responsibility to do. And for some reason, this is one area to where parents routinely drop the ball over and over and over again. And And it's not as expensive and it's not as difficult as people are making it. It's just not. I mean, I I meet with people literally every day. We talk about estate planning and the reaction I get for almost everyone is like, that's it? Yeah. That's not that difficult. I go, Mm -hmm. it's not. And we'll have it ready in two weeks. What? Yes. You're going to come back in two weeks. Everything's going to be ready to go. We're going to sign notarized witness in two weeks. It'll be totally done. And they go, I had no idea. And the peace of mind that it gives somebody, the peace of mind. I think parents may not even realize that that it's something that's in their subconscious or something that's bothering them that they Mm -hmm. they know. Parents know, even if they don't know the details of of anything like a living trust versus a will or this power of attorney or or what to do with guardianship. Parents know that this is an area that they need to they need to to do to take care of their estate Mm -hmm. planning, you know, what to, to do if they die. And they know when they're not doing it. And even if they're not consciously thinking about it all the time i believe that it's something that's bothering them if you if you care about your children and so so take 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 steps take care of your children tell everybody how they can get a hold of you gary the easiest way is call me 855-500-TRUST 855-500-TRUST gary my website some... is gqlaw.com mm-hmm. so super easy couldn't be easy couldn't be easier man thank you for being here appreciate you Andrea, thank you so much, and good luck, and you'll get over your tiredness, but thanks for doing what you did today. I'm so excited to hear about it. Good job, man. Thank you, doll. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye now. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned, because I'm going to tell y'all about my Dr. Phil, a.k.a. Gladiator experience, when we come back, so don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Rolling into, got about a half hour left on tonight's show before I then go home and collapse. <laughs> because uh, I got some emails from y'all last night as to, wait, sounds like you were live at the beginning of the show and then you weren't. What happened? And I was like, well, I'm off on a little adventure. And then, uh, you know, I posted a mysterious uh, picture on Facebook of me getting a little room service last night. I was up in L.A., wasn't sure how much I wanted to tell anybody in advance about what was going on until I went through the experience. I was invited to come up and do an episode of the Dr. Phil show. Anybody out there even still watch the Dr. Phil show, by the way, 888-344-1170. The reason why I was contacted is because Dr. Phil has actually recently changed the format of his show 
and from a, a more away from different stories of high profile crimes or it was it was a little Mari Povich like to where now he's tackling more um, social uh, cultural issues. Right. Recently, his show went viral because Lila Rose um, from, you know, the pro-life organization was on there and she held her own when it came to abortion. Dave Rubin's been on there. So they've been bringing on conservative pundits to share their perspective of a topic. And so I was contacted last week, I think it was. I was contacted actually a few weeks ago. Hey, would you be interested in doing Dr. Phil at some point? I'm like, sure, you know, because I knew Ruben had been on there and Lila Rose. Um, But there wasn't any date or topic proposed. And then I think it was last week or the week before, you know, they came to me and said, here's the topic we're thinking about. And would you, you know, be interested? So, I mean, the conversations, you know, they take a little bit to, to come into place. So then the topic was presented to me that it was about the loss of modesty in America. And they wanted to know how I felt about the impact of social media on why so many young girls are dressing so scantily these days and what all my thoughts were about it. And so I answered pretty – I was – long story short, I was interviewed twice by the producers on my take on it, which is, of course, absolutely – Absolutely, the young women are dressing far too provocatively. It's absolutely out of control at this point. It's part of the sexualization of our country in general. It's tied to many other things. They they wanted me to keep my, my points and keep it to specifically young women in spite of the fact that the sexualization of children is actually taking place in a variety of different forms, but just to keep it on clothing. Um, you know, that was so that was what the topic was about. So I was told as it got closer that another woman on the panel would be somebody who would be a professor and psychologist who would be on the panel, somebody that would agree with me. Of course, she wasn't. So fast forward, I go up there. I hustled up there last night after the show and had to to get up at 4 a.m. to be at the studio. They filmed the show at Paramount Studios, which is exciting, by the way. I believe Paramount is the movie production uh, company, the studio behind Tom Cruise's movies, including Top Gun Map. They are. Yeah. So this was at Paramount. So that was kind of exciting. And they actually, Paramount still does studio tours and got the full, you know. Yeah, I went on one years you know, ago. Yeah, the full, got the full, you know, studio treatment, had my own dressing room when I got there and hair and makeup and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I brought all kinds of wardrobe choices for them. And so um, we get to the taping and um, they, well, well, actually before the taping, the producer comes out and says to me, you know, we really, we really like your, your take on things and we really think you're strong. So we actually want you to kick off the show and we're going to put you against this fashion influencer. And clearly she takes a different position than you. So a couple things I, I, I can't go through. Uh, actually, we did an entire show of Dr. Of, of Dr. Phil. I was on the entire time. And then after that show aired, then they did that. Then they didn't tell us in advance. We're going to have to sit there for a Facebook live and be peppered with questions from the audience. Let me tell you guys, it was like it was like me and Gladiator. There wasn't anybody there who shared my views. I was surrounded by a bunch of feminazis stupidly pushing the idea that women should be allowed to bear whatever they want. And even one guest even actually said that women should be able to walk around naked if they want to. That the problem out there is men. 
and their response to women walking around naked. Absolutely outrageous. Uh, so, you know, I could tell obviously early on that what, what, the, what the, the jig was about, right? The, the gig. You had to be the lone conservative. I had to be the lone conservative. And oh, by the way, the audience wasn't handpicked for their views. But it's clear that the reason why we have these young girls all over the place bearing no clothes. In fact, there was a meme going around last week that showed women from the 40s in their swimsuits. And the caption was, um, I, look at this. Women's swimsuits from the 40s are now today's homecoming dresses. Coochie cut. Right. And and this has just become it's become acceptable. It's been normalized. Right. And it's appalling to me. So they tell me that I'm going to kick off the show because, you know, which which will set the tone, which really what it was, was, you know, we're going to have this crazy conservative woman make outrageous statements and then everybody's going to come at her, which is really what the whole hour was. Well, I can tell you all I held my own in spite of the fact I had about two hours sleep. Right. I started the show with the truth. I said, Dr. Phil, he said, Andrea, he shows a package of a bunch of women scantily clad, which really did not show as bad as it is out there in society. You out there, go, tell me if you're, if you have, have a different experience. For, for, for me, he starts off the show by asking me, um, well, Andrea, you, you, you know, you're one of the people that doesn't like the trend in clothing or whatever. And I said, well, Dr. Phil, your package did not show the reality of what it's like out there. I said, I can't go anywhere where I don't have naked heinies and bazoomies shoved in my face everywhere I go. And I think it's inappropriate. And he's like, well, well, Andrea, are they really? And by the way, I got to tell you all, I think that one of the reasons why they've changed the format from what it was to now all these panels and all these audience intervention is because I think Dr. Phil is kind of like riding things out. Okay. I'm going to, you know, I think, I think it's like, how can he continue to do the show and coast without a whole lot of effort? I'll put it that way. So he's like, so Andrea, are you, it was almost like Joe Biden. Are you like saying that people are actually shoving their chest? I'm like, no, I'm obviously talking figuratively here, not literally here. I said, but, but seriously, I feel harassed. I feel harassed and that's legitimate. Right. I, I don't remember what store I walked into recently a couple of weeks ago and a woman literally the entire butt cheeks of her shorts were cut out. I was just telling you this before the show. I, I couldn't believe uh, probably the last two trips. But this last time when I was on honeymoon at Disneyland, I can't tell you the amount of women that were there dressed in shorts like you were just talking about. Yeah. In fact, speaking of Disney, they brought this girl that went viral on TikTok because Disney World wouldn't let her in because of a dress code. She had a very little skimpy little top that's a tie top that barely tied together with nothing underneath of it. So they wouldn't let her in. And so she has to go back and change. And then she posts on TikTok that she's this victim, right? Come to find out, long story short, she find, she hears from Disney and they tell her the re- the problem was is that that tie top is a, is a hazard because if the ride unties it, then you've been exposed. Then your then your breasts are exposed, and oh by the way, or the ride can get tangled on onto the tie. So we don't allow. It wasn't to, even that it revealed too much. It wasn't even that it revealed too much. Right. But she does this whole video about herself, about how how she was victimized by Disney. And then she gets smacked in the face by a bunch of people that were, were according to Dr. Phil, um, S.L.U.T. shaming her. And so, I, I, you know, I had many points that I made. But, you know, um, in general, you know, when, when it came to this young girl, here's the thing. 
social media has allowed young girls to feel as though they're emboldened, they're doing, they're publicly showing off their bodies, but actually feeling a sense of privacy because they're doing it from home. So because they're from home, they're doing things in a public way that they wouldn't do if they had to stand on a stage and look in the faces of all the people they were disrobing in front of. But at the very same time that they're displaying their their bodies like this, then they get mad if somebody doesn't give them the response that they like, and then they go into victim mode. Not cool. In general, um, well, I think I'm going to take a break. Then I'm going to pick this up from here because I want to share some disturbing things that I found from it that were being said that were not being challenged by anybody in the audience, including men. And oh, by the way, there wasn't one man in the audience that was called on. It was a lot. I don't know if the men didn't want to raise their hand and make a comment or if the producers just planned in advance that they were never going to have a man be called on. Stay tuned. I'm going to share more about my Dr. Phil experience when we come back. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I was sharing before the break about me going up to the Dr. Phil Show. And seriously, this topic of of young women dressing scantily clad and exposing their bodies is actually a serious one because it it, it actually is a part of the decay of every aspect of our society. And and, in case in point, if you want to see an example of that is uh, the lingerie shoot that Heidi Klum did with her 18 year old daughter, where uh, here is a, a, an alleged former supermodel in skimpy lingerie with her 18-year-old daughter in skimpy lingerie, posing seductively and, and, and sexually. I'm not the only one that found it incredibly cringy and inappropriate because one of my comments I made even before when I was talking to the producers, even before I went and, and, and even before I went up and before I saw that Heidi Klum thing was I said that part of the problem I had, and I mentioned it yesterday, is that because I was told, well, if you don't like seeing somebody's butt hanging out, you know, don't look at it. Well, what, you know, excuse me, you know, you, you've got your, you know, if I'm on an escalator and somebody's, you know, and I'm riding on an escalator and somebody ahead of me has her butt hanging out, why is it my job to have to look away? How about showing some respect for other people you share society with, like children? And don't I, ever go to downtown San Diego, Andrea, on a Friday or Saturday night, because if you're a guy, you have to be looking down at the ground. Yeah. And it, so as I as I talked more and more about how inappropriate it was that this is that this is these are that women uh, are literally putting their sexual organs out there. If men were to be showing their male parts and let them halfway hang out or all the way hang out, they'd be arrested. But yet society is promoting, and these young women are promoting the idea that somehow empowerment is for a woman to show her most intimate, private, sexual parts of her body, and then they went on to shame any man who reacted to it. When the, You know, it, it's actually not that hard. It's been actually proven and it is it's the way god made men men are visually stimulated and if you're going to be flaunting that out in public yeah you know if you're a guy you know you can try and look the other way but if you're surrounded by it i mean what are you supposed to do well yeah it's like they're ringing the dinner bell and then and then criticizing the dogs for salivating and the, and and, and at, over and over and over again including this this 
this brain dead feminazi woman next to me who kept, you know, kept using the word heteronormity, which has nothing at all to do in any basis. Anything is ridiculous comment. It was constantly that the problem is men. They were saying this skins and no, yet not asking any man in the audience to respond. It was um, it's it's not what the clothes are revealing that that shows a woman in a sexual manner. It's men's response to it. No, women that dress like that are knowing exactly what they're doing. Exactly. Don't be stupid. You know that you're putting your... And that's why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want the attention from a man. And then you're then you're hanging the man for it. And, and, and literally... So then the conversation went to men need to be trained better. And I'm like, how do you teach a dog not to bark? So this whole thing was kind of... You know, so it went from being supposedly a conversation... About, you know, um, you know, are, you know, women showing too much to, it was really what it always ends up going back to that men are dogs, uh, you know, the anti male, we've got to male, um, women are just uh, expressing themselves. It's yeah. the man with the problem. Yeah, exactly. And yet not one man was asked, handed a microphone. No men were on the panel. Nobody was asked about it. I was, look, I'm gl- I was glad to be there and give my perspective. Um, before the show, the producer was like, you know, uh, don't, don't back off, you know, your point at at your, your perspective. Anytime I'm like, uh, you know, you know who you're talking Uh, to. Yeah. I'm like, hello, (laughs) that's not possible. At one point I told skins this before the show at one point before the break, Dr. Phil's like, okay, well you, you know, you're, you're dominating here. No, don't be filibustering. And it's like, cause I got to tell you, I was a dog on a bone at that point. And it was like, you can't shake me off. And at that point, it was almost like it was my show at that point. And then there was this there was this so-called psychologist who kept and her issue was um, she she was supposed to be brought on because we were in agreement. And then she quickly realized who I was and that I was not uh, we were not on the same page. In fact, she said that, oh, I want to make sure everybody knows that, you know, she and I, we 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 are not really in agreement. Her premise was this. That she that she thinks that women are showing too much, but um, only because men are basically still dogs and haven't evolved enough. So it's not really solving the problem of equity. I finally got sick of this woman. I finally said, look, there is no girl out there that is 16 year old, 17 year old young girl out there showing her body in the course of trying to solve any equity problem. That's not what's going on here. This is about young women seeking to validate themselves and get their self-worth and their self-esteem off of a positive validation off of men. And when it's not the right man that they're looking for, suddenly, oh, that's not okay. Right. But it, but but when men give them the, the reaction that they want because they know exactly what they're doing, yeah. then they want to criticize and shame the men. I, I was left feeling, you know, glad to have the experience, glad to share my conservative views. Um, but clearly... Um, you know, we've just really gone so far from, and, and this is not progress. This is not progress. No, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of progress. Cause one of the things I said was, and of course there was the assertion that maybe I'm of a different generation. Let me tell you, I ain't that old. There were girls and there were thong swimsuits in my day. It's just that, you know, women, you know, didn't, the majority of women didn't run, run around wearing them. One of one of my points there used was to be a time and a place for things. Right. And, and, and I said to this one girl, the one who wore the, the shirt to Disney World. 
I'm like, you know, she goes, uh, there's nothing wrong with that top. I, I would wear that around my family. I said, and that's inappropriate. Exactly. I said, I said, let me ask you this. Would you be wearing that around your house by yourself? And she was like, no response. I'm like, that's right. So you were wearing that top because you wanted, don't try to act like it was just some innocent top. No, you chose that top specifically. You wanted a certain reaction. Right. And then the, then the fashion gal they brought, they put up a bunch of pictures of her, one of which the top had to be blurred because basically I guess her, her you know, breasts were showing. And uh, and she's like, well, none of these pictures up here, these these aren't worn in a work environment. These are outed like when I'm at an event somewhere. To, I'm like, so you're wearing this in public. I said, this picture back there where your breast had to be blurred out, you were wearing that in public, right? You weren't wearing that in, in your own home. So you were forcing other people who may or may not want to see your breast, see your breast. That's not respectful. Well, she goes, the blurring, you know, really, that makes it look like there was more showing than it was. And Dr. Phil was like, well, we had to blur it for the FCC. I'm like, okay, well, let's take, forget that, that outfit for a second. What about the one showing your butt cheeks? Underneath the sheer thing. You're wearing that in public? Why does everybody have to see your, your, your butt cheeks? I'm like, if we're sharing the same space, then shouldn't there be respect for everybody's opinion? Yep. So, you know, I, I'm glad that I held my own, but it's just really disturbing because what, one of the things that I said was, look, shows where you we've know, gone as a society. it shows where we've gone. I said, look, you know, you know, when I was these women's age, you know, you know, one of these girls is like they're in the early 20s. I'm like, look, when I was I was a size zero to. 14% body fat. I never needed to avoid a mirror or a bikini. I just chose who got to see my most intimate, my, my, that was my power. And I chose judiciously who got to see it. I didn't give it away to the world. That's, that would cheapen me. I said cheap. The very definition of cheap is that something's in abundance. It's just being, get, being given away. The value is in something that's precious and treated as, as precious and rare. That's where the value is. And I said, and most importantly, my most important lady part has always been my brain. And that's what I chose to put at the forefront. So that's well, that. my, thank you. Seriously. So that was my take. The producer, uh, said that I was one of the best guests that they've had all season. That's very cool. Yeah. So maybe they'll invite me back, but I'll only go back for um, under different circumstances. I'll just say that under different circumstances. Um, ka-ching. Um, anyway, <laughs> going to take a break. Final break of tonight's Andrea K Show. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You know what I heard the other day, Skins? Uber Eats is planning on delivering, I saw this in the New York Post, delivering in New York pot. Ugh. It, this kind of goes in line with this what we were talking about with Dr. Phil. No, it you does. Know? It really so, does. I it's mean, just, Uber Eats is a great service. I've used it myself. But, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's you know, it's just more about just uh, our culture was, you know, and I'm not here to shame anybody that indulges in some pot, but I knew, I knew some kids in college 
that there used to be the argument that, and I've never done pot, there used to be the argument that pot wasn't addictive and it didn't affect anybody. I personally knew some kids that, that were addicted to pot and that it made them just want to sit around and do nothing. I know people as well. There is a reason why the government has pushed and pushed uh, to legalize pot and legalize drugs, but the biggest aspect of our homeless population are the drug addicted. And pot is a gateway drug. Not everybody who does pot goes on to use heroin, but name me one heroin or other addict who didn't, didn't start there. That didn't start with pot. We're dumbing down our population. We're demotivating them. The idea now for the American culture now is young girls roaming around half naked in the streets and getting angry at any man who looks at her twice, unless it's the one that she wants, right? Um, and, you know, um, everybody expecting to not have to work and just, you know, sit around and smoke pot all day long and, you know, the government will take care of them. And But, I mean, who somebody's got to work. Somebody's got to do it. And let me tell you, pot is not... Um, it's it's not without risks. It's not without problems. It is it, not it harmless. Has the stigma as it's harmless. It's yeah. It's not harmless. It's not. It's a chemical that alters your brain. It's not harmless. And I'm sick of seeing the pet videos too. By the way, of the people that are careless and pot brownies and other stuff is getting That's ingested by by their animals and they're killing their animals or messing up their animals. It's gross. So you know, I it, 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 the Rand Pauls. Here's where I depart from from the Rand Pauls. Um, the idea of it should not be to legalize pot because well we're losing you know the 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 war on crime when it comes to drugs. Well, maybe we're, if you look at our FBI and how crappy they are, is it any wonder we lost the war on crime? I don't know that our DEA was any better. Look at our ATF and how they messed up when it came to, what was his name? Koresh, right? The solution was not to, you know, you know, um, it's just not the right thing for, for our culture. We they, we did not become the greatest country in the in, in the world with uh, by people sitting around all day long and smoking pot and living off of other people. Go read go read um what was this year little little house in the prairie series and how hard these people worked right hard work no entitlements work their fingers to the bone. work their fingers to the bone hard work and entitlements so you know. What's next? We're going to start having, uh, you know, we've got John Fetterman, you know, he wanted, you know, heroin injection sites. And and the idea is always, well, people are going to do it anyway, or we might as well make it safe. You know, you're going to make elections easy, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So. There's another story that I wanted to share with you guys. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that it's because oh, I don't have time. A man. Um shoved somebody in front of a train in the subway in New York. Why isn't crime actually bigger? It should if it's going to be between inflation and something else, it should be between inflation and crime, not inflation and abortion. All right, we'll be back tomorrow night on Hump Day. Peace out. Love you all.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.